I'm back on the cold shower train. The, when did you get off the cold shower train? Africa. Oh, that's right. When, yeah. there, when there weren't showers, <laughs> that broke my streak. <laughs> yeah, when I was in Burkina, <laughs> they, the showers were a bucket. I like that you're coming in hot with coldness. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, it's very good. Figured we'd start with a clean slate. Oh, okay. I see what you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you shower your full body. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, long are your showers for a cold showersman? Uh, it depends. And, and typically, realistically, most times, I work out in the morning, mm-hmm. and then I take a warm shower. Okay. I shampoo, I wash and all that, and then I'll turn it to cold when I'm done. Okay. And endure that for a couple of minutes. We do a couple of minutes. I'm I, about 30 seconds of cold. I'm it, starting to get used to it. Yeah. Uh, do you go ice cold, as cold as it can go? Yeah, but in the city, it's not that cold. Oh. Like, even the coldest of cold water isn't, like, chilly, chilly, chilly. Yeah. There are some days when it is. Like, and in the winter, it's obviously more. But during the summer... I can't get a full-on, like, icy chill out of the shower. Okay, yeah. I, I get the icy chill, and I don't like it. So it before, hurts. Before I did almost two years not missing a day, I started in 2017 at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, 2016, late 2016, and went to late 2018. And I traveled a lot during that. 2018 was, like, a crazy year for me. Yep. And I got to see those different cold temperatures the second coldest was in the mountains in new hampshire i was there for a wedding oh oh yeah i bet (laughs) however the absolute coldest to my surprise las vegas really when i was there for nab in in 2018 that shower and when it's a when it's a shower head or when it's a faucet handle that like you turn on and like sort of direct one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It's like a gradient, especially when to turn on, you have to like turn past cold first. Yep. Those, it's really hard to get full cold. Yeah. Because like it's always on some sort of, you know, gradient. But in Vegas, it was like a cold handle and a hot handle. And so you I could just have full cold. cold and yeah. Woo, yeah, that was at the hotel. My bones. Did you let him know? Did you call in down to the front office and say, listen, y'all got the coldest shower I've ever taken in my life? I didn't, but I probably should. You still can. Yeah. You probably remember the one. Let's call him live on the podcast. (laughs) Hello, Venetian. (laughs) What'd they do this week? Well, they called the hotel and let them know their showers were cold. (laughs) Best podcast ever. (laughs) This is a great podcast, though. I'm proud of it. Why cold showers? What made you switch? Um, it was a thing which, which, being back on it, what did I say? Forty. Today is my forty-third in a row. So how did you know month. that? I have an app that tracks my different streaks of things. So you log showers. Yeah. So I, I like these, that. I have these what buttons. else do you log? I log six things. Um, cold shower every day. Yeah. Did I meditate? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, did I? Either fast or eat at least one healthy meal a day. Okay. Which is a pathetically <laughs> difficult one for me. Like looking, there's the longest I've eaten well is four days in a row, and that's one healthy meal. 
or, so is that the full day of healthy eating. meals? It's just one that's, healthy meal that that's day? That's like, did I eat a carrot? It's <laughs> <laughs> like the whole thing. It's such a low bar. Um, <laughs> then did I do 25 push-ups, 25 crunches, and 12 squats? Okay. So not a f- like that's not my workout, but at least every day I do that. Yeah. I usually do more. Cycle workout every other day. Okay. Um, I like cycling. I've done 28 days of that, so almost 50 days, 60 days. Yeah. Of every other day. And then I have don't eat after 9 p.m. Like a gremlin. Uh, yeah. And pathetically, my longest streak is I've gone four days without <laughs> eating after 9 p.m. I I have a problem. Yeah, you got to keep going. Got to push through it. Yep. Yeah. And so. And make the, it uh, eight. The mint that we both just had. Yeah. I had to check the clock, make sure we're not getting too close because no mints after nine. After nine? Nothing after nine. No food after nine. Okay, yeah, And yeah. as somebody who goes to bed around like one or two a lot of times, it gets pretty hungry. You're up that late? Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. And then I'm usually up by about 6.30 or 7. You ain't sleeping. You should add in another uh, category there of sleep at least seven and a half hours. I should. Yeah. It's tough. Because I just don't have any time. Like, I'm I'm hanging yeah. out with my dude all day. He takes a like two hour nap, and so that's two hours. I can't do everything in two hours. So like, if I want to write, mm-hmm. if I want to edit something, if I want to watch TV, if I I need to clean the dishes, vacuum, like yeah, I have to cram these things in. And when everything is crammed into the nap, it then just overflows into. Yeah. Late night, man. But it's fine. I don't. I don't. I'm not complaining. I'm not. I don't drag because of it or anything. I don't feel tired all the time. Well, that's good. As long as yeah. your body can adjust to it. Yeah. I don't always go to bed that late. Yeah. But when I do, I eat. <laughs> what do we eat here? Like pizza rolls? Oh. Bagel bites? You wish. Oh, those pretzels with the cheese in the middle? No, those would be healthy alternatives <laughs> to what I'm eating. <laughs> Hit me. That would, Hit me. I would check the, the healthy <laughs> meal box if I only had You take pizza. schmuckers and you freeze them and then you eat frozen schmuckers. Ooh, that's yeah. not a bad idea. They're amazing. Like schmuckers... The pre-made uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like Pop-Tarts. Oh, yeah. Frozen? Depending on the flavor, frozen. But Pop-Tarts with peanut butter on them. That's That genius. way they have some calories. That's genius. Because they one? wouldn't without the peanut butter. Were you just telling me recently about taking two pieces of bread, putting peanut butter on it, and a slice of American cheese? No, I was not. Okay. That's horrific to me. Okay. Someone told me about this recently, and I was like, wait, what? And they go, you remember those orange little crackers you ate as a kid? I was like, yeah, those are amazing. And say, it's that for adults. Huh. So I haven't tried it yet because I'm still, like, working myself up to it. Yeah, I'm repulsed by the idea. <laughs> but when you when you frame it that way, of like, oh, yeah, peanut butter on a cheese cracker it's amazing. is great. Yeah, so this has to work. I mean, we'll see. I don't know what kind of bread to use. I just imagine he was using bunny bread. I'm yeah. not a breadsman. I don't know much about bread. You know? You didn't learn to bake sourdough in the pandemic like everybody else? Was that a thing? Oh, that's what most white people did. They bake sourdough? <laughs> they learned how to make sourdough bread. Because it's you an art. you be kidding me. Do you, do you know how what it takes to make sourdough? No, listen, I'm not a breadsman. You know this. All I know, I don't know how to do it. I didn't learn. Yeah. You, you should ask Brett. He might know. Yeah. <laughs> but how to burn it. You need a dry it starter, out. which is this like yeast stuff yeah that you take a little bit of 
and it's just something that is forever in your fridge. It's just fermenting. And so every time you make sourdough, you take a chunk of the stuff. There are people huh. who have 40-year-old starters. Ew. Where, like, your grandmother has been using the starter, and it just grows, and you put more flour and, like, feed it. <laughs> um, but it's, like, live cultures Sounds of like something. Sounds like a Roger Corman movie. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that? Huh? Hmm? <laughs> Say, is that... Roger Rod Corman, legendary producer, director. Oh, who framed Roger Corman? <laughs> who framed Roger? <laughs> okay, now I know who you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. So this is what people were doing with their time. Yeah, and in, in like last it took a year off to learn how to make sourdough bread. Yeah, they invented the pandemic bread. to have an excuse to learn <laughs> sourdough. Unbelievable. Bill Gates created the coronavirus so we could make sourdough bread. Exactly. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. You see through it. I do. Yeah, they're not fooling you. One. What was the new thing? It was uh, Jim Morrison was actually a part of the CIA. Like the singer from The Doors? Yeah. <laughs> I have not and heard I, that. I forgot what it was. I got a friend who texted me recently, and I haven't looked into the article yet, but the headline was Jim Morrison was a part of the CIA, and he wanted to get people to do drugs or something. Yeah. I shouldn't bring up the article that I haven't read, but there's something there. But what you're saying is it is a fact. <laughs> That's the takeaway here. Yes, conspiracy facts. We all know of them. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> and he invented coronavirus? There's science theories and conspiracy facts. That's right. That sounds right. Yeah. I read that on a, on a website. Yeah, it was... Um, uh, Internet.com. Internet.com. Yeah, or BuzzFeed.com. Mm -hmm. That's the, the That's most reliable live. place you can go. I just get it straight from Facebook, and if it links to an article, I don't bother. Oh yeah, don't don't do that. You want to find like random people. Yeah, that that's how you do it. Actually, I don't know anything about look Facebook. Look for people with passionate comments. <laughs> doesn't matter. Accuracy doesn't matter. We're looking for passion. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I can find an uninspired fact anywhere. <laughs> I want to see fire. Facts are only about how passionate you are. I'm glad we can agree on this. Yeah. Yeah. So There's you just science. Say a fact like calmly. That's that's you've not a fact. You've got data and you've got volume. <laughs> and I don't care how good your data is. Ain't gonna be volume. If you've got more <laughs> more noise, more volume. That if that level's higher, that's better yes. than a science. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Do you see oh Do you no, understand? I definitely understand. understand? Listen, Listen I abide by this. These yeah. are my rules. It's good stuff. You can't lose an argument if you're yelling the loudest. And everyone agrees with that, too. They, they all say, like, oh, no, this guy's yelling louder. He's clearly a good dude. Yeah. People the see it. The sooner you lose your composure, yes, the, the more credible you become. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's why Alex Jones, uh, InfoWars. Oh, no. my God, David. If, um, you, if you learn about <laughs> what Alex Jones is. It is is he a new guy? No, he's been around for a while. He's an awful person doing awful things, and people listen to him unironically, and yeah. it blows my mind. It's like the Uranus Fudge thing, but they have it's great news daddy. for those people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's conspiracy theory news. This guy sounds great. Okay, yeah, no. Uranus Fudge Factory is one of their main advertisers. So look up Alex Jones Uranus Fudge Factory. Just look up Alex Jones' anus. <laughs> that should be all you need to know. Yeah, okay. I feel like I'm going to get taken to some places I didn't want to go tonight. But, yeah, but we'll dive in. Enjoy the no ride. No pun intended. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. I listened to McConaughey's book. Oh, yeah. Keith just did an interview with him about that book. It's really, really good. 
Is it really? It, it blew my mind. I was not expecting it to be that good. It was recommended to me by a friend. Huh. And it it was amazing. What is it I, about? Is it just it's a his, biography? It's his life huh. and some of the the stories and events that shaped him uh, and his rise to heartthrob and then transition to... Moody actor? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what went behind those decisions. And I, he's one of those people where... I think it's easy to write him off as like, oh, he's a good-looking Hollywood actor. Yeah. Your life was probably pretty simple. But uh, it isn't. And it it's not that it was a struggle. It was just weird. Oh, uh, you got so, me. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Give it, give it. And I advise you, listen to the audiobook because it's him, and you can't tell he's reading. He is just passionately telling a story, again, oh. with volume. Okay, so, yeah. So you know it's good. So you know it's facts. Yeah. How how many hours is uh, this of McConaughey talking? I don't know, a few. Oh, so it's not that long. Yeah, I I, I listened to it with my you know little bits of availability uh, in about two weeks. Okay, so it's probably ten minutes. Ah, <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> <laughs> ten minutes of him saying all right. <laughs> yeah, zing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I read a book. By yeah, there you to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you read uh, How to Do Nothing yet? Yeah. Have you started it? I finished it. I haven't finished it. You haven't finished? You were the one that told me, wait till the end. Do you skip around? I don't skip around, but I take breaks. Because oh. I want to turn. It's so dense for me. Yeah. I want to sit with a passage. Uh, when, when she makes a good point, I want to spend a day ruminating on that. I do kind of a simu similar thing, but it's not a day. I'll read something and then I'll say out loud to myself, I notice this tick about me. I go, wow. And then I'll think about it for like two minutes and then I'll read again. I should try that. Yeah, it works. I write it down too. Wow. I write down what she said and then, or you know, whoever the writer is, what they said and why I reacted to it in a certain way or why I thought I did. That's good. I should do that. Yeah, it helps you uh, remember Because then it things. prevents you from having to reread the book later. You can reread mm -hmm. your own notes. All my books, I have note cards in. Smart. Yeah, Smart. it works. Good yeah. stuff. It's definitely good stuff. I'm an excellent reader, even though our live shows will prove different. <laughs> I think even the recorded shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he ain't wrong. Got him. The hardest thing in my life was trying to read at a live show, and everyone's chanting, read that book, <laughs> read that book. And Dude, I can't. <laughs> there's, I don't mean to interrupt. There's a chance uh -huh. oh that when we get to the the finale we could have a live show again it's 20 weeks from now yeah it's it's this fall yeah and the pandemic ended a year and a half ago yeah <laughs> i heard it on alex jones <laughs> i couldn't remember his name yeah it's good. Oh, it is. alex fine. jones yeah you got it but speaking of great books chapter, chapter two, two a suspicious, a suspicious summons. summons. Yeah, I was before you. I came a little quick there. I came in hot because I'm excited about this. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Together. So when we last left oh, the yeah, boys. I forgot yeah, we did that. Yeah, yeah. we do this. I, I, yeah. I, we usually do that before we say the chapter title, I yeah, guess. Yeah, we're all thrown out of whack oh right now. Oh, my God. It's, yeah. We're rusty. We're definitely rusty. We're rusty. We're working out the kinks. We'll get there. So... Uh, we must say we. What if we can't find our cabin? They've got this guy that's been shot in the leg, yeah, uh, who's unconscious, and it's super foggy. And they're like, we have to, we have to find the cabin. This man may die if we don't get him to shelter. End of chapter one. 
That brings us to chapter two. A, a suspicious, suspicious summons. summons. Got it. Nailed it that time. Uh, and right in the beginning of this, they're, they're going through the fog. Uh, Frank hoists them up onto his shoulder. Uh, Lucky's not a big fellow. Which um, is, you know he's a big fellow, too. And Frank is just saying that to show how strong he is. <laughs> you know this guy's like Lucky, 228. Lucky's not a big fellow. <laughs> Joe, just, look. See me Joe. do that? <laughs> Joe. Joe. Joe, how do my quads look? Are you looking, Joe? <laughs> yes, Frank, you look good. Sketch a picture of this. <laughs> Put this in your field notes, Joe. <laughs> you know Jeez. he's got the field notes, too. You know. yeah, they invented that. <laughs> he just does the, what's the strongman pose? You put, like, one arm out like this, and I know this is great podcasting uh, <laughs> material. I just you know keep thinking of a, of a dab, but that's not what it's you're talking like about. It's kind of like the dab. It's okay. like a dab, yeah. Okay. It's that little pose. So one arm flexes, the other one shoots out. Okay. The Heartbreak you. Kid did it in, in wrestling. If you ever oh, watch sort of wrestling. Like the, uh, what, what is it? Uh, oh, I want to say like Atlas. That's like, it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Boom. Pointing off. Kind of like a Babe Ruth style calling your shot a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's some common themes here. There's something. Someone was talking about all Babe Ruth and some Frank conspiracy Hart. theories on set recently. I think he didn't like to run. That's what they were talking about. And I guess that might be a fact, but it was something like he didn't like to run, so that's why if he didn't end a home run, it was just like, I don't care. I'll, I'll be out. Good man. Yeah, I respect that's that. That's how I live my life. If it ain't a home run, nah, I don't care. I'm, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, so gradually, the white mist grew less dense, the fog cleared, uh, and the Hardys could start to make out the shapes of trees. <laughs> That looks like the oak where I stumbled, Joe said. I think we go left here. <laughs> How? But you didn't see the big sign that said, Joe, this is where you stumbled? You're in a forest. His shoe is stuck in the ground. It was so. pitch black. That's why you <laughs> tripped. How can you be like, oh, yeah, that's the one. It's because he hit it when he tripped. He punched it. He's like, you jerk. <laughs> you can see some of my hair still stuck in it <laughs> from my head wound. From my <laughs> 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 He's just pouring. <laughs> like a a hold still, Frank, so I can sketch you. It's just, it's just a second. I think he's bleeding. Do more. you know have... that's you, Frank? <laughs> Everything's in slow motion now. Are you okay? <laughs> you got I a dart think in your neck. we go left. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, I read this wrong. Oh wait, for... I'm sorry. Doesn't your voice get deeper? Once you're you start losing like blood flow, so it should have been like you're crazy. Nice, that's a good yeah. callback. That's a very like good that. callback. Everyone loves it. Crowd <laughs> goes wild. Uh, I read this wrong at first, but to the boy's relief, the man's wound bled little. How'd you read that? To the boy's relief, the man's wound bled a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> Check and see if he's bleeding. Yeah, it's healthy to bleed. Oh. <laughs> Gotta get the demons out. <laughs> Joe, help get his demons out. Mine are, mine are almost gone myself. Can you help me pick up some of my hair off this old oak? <laughs> Gotta get the demons out. <laughs> that is so dark. <laughs> this is a children's book. <laughs> hey, you went Jackie Kennedy last episode. 
Okay, don't tell me. <laughs> I don't did. Tell me about getting the demons out. It's <laughs> bleeding them. So they they we find a the blood trail for dad. Yeah. <sighs> so they make it back to the cabin. Uh, Tony brings the oil lamp over to the table, and they see that the man's face was deeply seamed by time and weather. It's fantastic. It's good. Yeah. I wonder if he had thick hair. Oh, thick thatch of grizzled hair oh to be my specific. god yeah look at that he removed uh joe removed his worn woolen hat revealing the thick thatch of thatch of grizzled hair thatch yeah huh. it's it's like uh oh shoot what was the first book they called it he had a, a oh a shock a shock yeah, yeah a thatch is, shocks is and like thatches. a shock <laughs> <laughs> shocking thatches I feel like that's women at the time would have been like, are you more into guys with shocks or guys with thatches? <laughs> Listen, I'm a thatch man. Oh, I'm a, I'm a thatch man. <laughs> that's good. That's real good. Man, I thought I thought maybe we had lost a step on just being golden podcasters, but we have assured ourselves that is not the case. It is definitely not the case. Still going strong. Uh, so Frank cut away the victim's trouser leg. And as I read that, <laughs> you thought he amputated. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> he cut away the man's leg, <laughs> trouser leg, uh, and examined the bullet wound in his thigh. Uh, Joe told everybody what else happened. <laughs> Meantime, Biff unpacked the first aid kit, and Chet began heating a can of soup. You need that Campbell's cauterizing soup. <laughs> <laughs> Just heat it up and press the whole can. Mmm, good. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a classic chat yeah, We must get this man to a doctor Frank said as he finished bandaging the leg The bullet will have to be removed Now that is an expert medical opinion right there Yeah, he's got it down Joe is sitting here saying like Maybe we leave the bullet in <laughs> It looks cool <laughs> No, the wiser older brother says I hear it's made out of iron It might actually blend in with his bones And Make start a new stronger. ossification Almost like the Wolverine from you the like X-Men You like ossification, you like that word It's one of my favorite words it's of in all our, time It's in the ad that's been playing oh, for is the it past really? few weeks Yeah, yeah. it's our it's our doctor scene Bone growth, baby Yeah, yeah. it's good stuff It's a good one Um. So the guy comes to Where am I? Chet feeds him soup and he's like, thank you. Uh, I wish I could repay you. And uh, they say, like, you know, <laughs> we need to get you to a, to a doctor. Lenny Haskins is coming back up. And then all of a sudden the guy's like, go ahead. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm before you. Of, oh. uh, you know, Joe explained what happened. And then Chet just comes in, sip this soup. Chet tells the patient, you'll feel a lot better. I'll feed it to you. <laughs> what is this, a scene out of seven? Come on. <laughs> eat up. I don't, I don't want the soup. I'll feed it to you. It's fine. <laughs> Eat the soup. Let me hold your head. <laughs> got a little drizzle coming out of your mouth there. I well, you going to use a napkin? Ah, no need. I got a tongue. <laughs> <laughs> like a little cat. Oh, yeah. This a... <laughs> Sean didn't like Season that. Season five. This is like the fifth <laughs> Harry Potter when they go super dark all of a sudden. Season five of the podcast. Uh, you wanted NC me to take... NC-17. Where am I taking? Uh... The first full line on page 12. So this is, you know, they're nursing him back to health. He's barely talking. And then oh all of a sudden God. he goes, Say, <laughs> would any of you boys be Frank and Joe Hardy? <laughs> uh, the two brothers identified themselves. I plumb forgot getting shot by that fool hunter and all. The man went on. 
But you're the lads I was coming to see. The storekeeper in Clintville said you wanted to get in touch with me. So it turns out he's Mike Onslow. They ask, are you Mike he's Onslow? He's Onslow. But I like this A, like, the, oh, I can't eat soup. <laughs> and then, hey. hey! You're the Hardy Boys, right? <laughs> you guys aren't Frank and Joe, are you? <laughs> and then, sorry, I plum forgot. You know, getting shot and all. <laughs> <laughs> I want to use that excuse all the time. Uh. Are you Joe Hardy? Yeah, I am. I'm missing a little bit of hair, though. <laughs> My range in character acting is just it's unbelievable. Great. This is why you teach a voice acting it's class. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I'm it a, is definitely I'm so a good. role model. I'm an icon. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's. So this this is Mike Onslow. We're about to get this whole story. Oh, um, and a it, bunch of names. He's like, what did you guys want to see me about? And they're like, you better not do any talking until you're stronger, Joe advised. So they kept feeding him soup. Yeah. yeah. Joe just <laughs> ch- ch- put can after can into <laughs> this man. Uh, Eventually, but, he stopped even pouring it out of the can. He just started feeding them the tin and all. Yeah, like it was a amazing. Goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With his thick goat hair. Um, but so it, it becomes clear that he's about to, they're about to have the conversation. He's had enough soup to push <laughs> the bullet out. He should be fine. So let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back. We'll be back with a whole bunch of names. Yeah. And we're back. Dad thinks... Oh, sorry. Uh, but the trapper and... <laughs> <laughs> Coming in hot. <laughs> Maybe we'll do one of those swipes here with the stinger. <laughs> really wipe the slate clean. Try again. If we don't have a stinger, I'll just make one up right now. We've got a stinger. Was that how stingers sound? We'll have a different stinger. Yeah, nice. Now we're talking. So he said he's up to the conversation. Frank explained that their father was a private detective. Obviously, this guy had already known of the great famous Fenton Hardy. Yeah. Um, not really. Uh, but, well, he's like the first person who's in like, oh, Fenton. You're the kids of Fenton Hardy, the well-known detective. <laughs> uh, I like it's just well-known now. He's not world famous. He's just well known. Yeah, it's he's dropping down for me now. People, well, with the rise of the printing press, people are starting to read all the time how many times he gets kidnapped each yeah, each case he takes, and that sort of chips that, away at the that fame. Luster, yeah, all right. Uh, so they explained Dad had been uh, engaged to track down a gang of criminals in Montana. Dad thinks they might be holed up somewhere in the country around Lucky Load. Frank went on. He heard out there that you had prospected the whole area about 25 years ago and once tangled with crooks who had a secret hideout in those parts. He thought you might know of some likely spots to hunt for the gang. So the elderly trapper sighed and settled back on the bunk and his eyes took on a faraway look. Yep. This, oh, I was going to say this is like the Charlton Heston. Oh, how does that? Yeah, do like, that. Oh, I know Lucky Load country like the palm of my hand, he murdered, looking into the distance. <laughs> Don't reckon I can help you much, though. But your pa's right. I did run up against a gang of owl hoots. So I started, It's it gets worse on the next page, and I highlighted more. Yeah. But this is like somebody who is like from the Montana area. Yeah. And has like a folksy country way of talking. Yeah. And it's so clearly being written by somebody who doesn't speak that language. <laughs> somebody who is a city dweller 
who works at this publishing yeah. company and just <laughs> trying to talk like somebody like how they think these people would talk. He would definitely call him an owl hoot. But Japa's right. I did run up against oh owl hoots. <laughs> Tell us about it, Frank urged. So here we go. Well, Onslow began. I was partners with two brothers, John and James Coulson, and a big red-headed daredevil, Bart Dawson. You know we're going to love Bart Dawson, dude. I know we're going to love Bart Dawson, and <laughs> I wish the boys lit up and like, the motorcycle stuntman, Bart Dawson? The red-headed daredevil? Bart Dawson, can you get us an autograph? Bart Dawson! <laughs> Like anytime you say We were working a claim in the Bitterroot Hills, and we sure enough struck it rich. Gold? asked Joe. Anzo nodded. Real pay dirt. We thought we were fixed for life. By the time the vein petered out, we had three bags o' nuggets <laughs> and one of old gold coins we found stashed behind a rock. Do you go to McDonald's ever? <laughs> Did you ask for a 20 piece of bags o' nuggets? <laughs> With that golden honey mustard. Let me get the sauce. Dressed like an old prospector. It's <laughs> the lantern. Lantern and a long beard. Sir, you can't bring that pick in here. <laughs> this here's my rock stick. <laughs> you just got to shovel them in to shovel yeah. the, uh, or what are the saucers they use to the, uh, yeah, the pan, the, the pan, pan, yeah. Panning for gold. Yeah. Put your sauce in there and just mine it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> barbecue sauce. Uh, that night. Uh, we were ready to leave our claim. Uh -oh. We were jumped by the toughest bunch of crooks in Montana, Black Pepper and his gang. <laughs> oh, more names. So much, yeah. There's so <laughs> much exposition here. Um, oh, you're not talking about old Black Pepper. Lucky load, huh? <laughs> James and John Coulson. Bart, oh, Dawson, Bart Dawson, the gang of owl hoots. <laughs> toughest bunch of crooks in Montana. Uh, they surrounded our cabin. And we knew we'd never get away with our skins and the gold. Uh, I don't want to just read this whole chapter, but this is important. There's no way to summarize this. Yeah. I feel like we're going to need all this later. It's going to need to be said because it's all coming back. Yeah. All these names. So, so Chet asks at the bottom of 13. Well, Bart. No, I'm sorry. How did you make it finally? Well, Bart Dawson was an ex-pilot. <laughs> By the way. We just call them pilots. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you know how to fly a plane, especially in the like 20s. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can fly a plane. In, in, yeah. Old Bart Dawson's are, fine here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he had an old beat-up plane out on the plateau. That detail seems like it'll be important for what I'm thinking later. But old oh. beat-up plane out on the plateau. You can have, like, an Indiana Jones sequence. Right? Yeah. This is set up. This may have been inspiration for some Indiana Jones for sure. We got to call George Lucas next. Uh, he had already put the gold aboard, easier than lugging it on horseback. While we lured Black Pepper and his boys around to the front of the cabin, Bart slipped out the back and ran for his crate. I think crate must mean plane. I'm, yeah. Context clues. The gang spotted Bart and chased him. 
We heard his motor, so we knew we, he got away okay before the varmints came back and the rest of us escaped from the cabin. You met Dawson later? Ansel's face became bitter. And by the way, you know someone's face is bitter by tasting it. <laughs> Joe's just been like, yeah, well, Chet's been like a cat licking, his, licking the soup off. Oh, bitter alert. We were supposed to meet up in Helena and split the gold four ways, but we never saw Dawson or the gold again. Mm. Funny part of it is Dawson was a good partner. I'd have staked my life we could trust him, but I was wrong. So right there, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Bart Dawson either didn't make it mm-hmm. and somebody else flew off with his plane, like one of the varmints, yeah, and stole it. And so Bart Dawson never wronged this guy, but also maybe oh. he flew 40 yards and the beat-up old plane fell out of the sky yeah and it's all you know waiting somewhere in the montana wilderness yeah okay i was going db cooper he just disappears we never know who he is ah like kaiser soze exactly okay yeah but i like where you're going with this you know what the red red daredevil yeah he's not gonna break any hearts I, I don't know. It, it seems like this author has something against redheaded people. That's true. <laughs> Every have... book has a villain who's a redheaded individual. That's right. We've had Red Shockley in the first <laughs> book. We a had... Red Shockley. A Red Jackley. Red Jackley with a red shock Jackley. of red hair. Yeah. That's right. Red Jackley, shock of red hair. Yeah. Uh, and then in one of the books, one of the bad guys, like there were two brothers and one's name was, was red. red. Yeah. And then in the... Uh, one of the smugglers, they just called him Red because yeah. he has red. Yeah. Yeah. There's Everyone definitely has a redheaded individual who's a true. bad who's guy. He's a villain. Uh, so I thought I could trust him, but I was wrong. Uh, didn't you ever hear of him afterward or pick up his trail? Question Frank. You get to take over as Bart now. Nope. Never found hide nor hair of him. Yeah, this is all that. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a New York City publisher being like. <laughs> We got a rat like Montana folk. <laughs> After that, I got fed up prospecting, so I come back east and settled down to scratching out a living with my trap lines. I lost track of the old Colson brothers. Everyone, Everyone was, was silent because they didn't understand what he was saying <laughs> and thoughtful for a moment. Then Joe asked Mike Onslow. Clunky way of saying that. Yeah. Have you any idea as to where Dad might look for the criminals uh, he's after? Now, this part here, this is where I really highlighted, like, they are trying their hardest to write a a woodland man. Take it over. Uh, the woodsman chuckled dryly. Son, there's a heap of places he might look. Awful big country out Montana way. Them mountains is full of spots for a gang to hole up in. One likely place was in the Lone Tree area, a box canyon part way up Windy Peak. According to rumors... That was Black Pepper's hideout. All right. We got uh, the Lone Tree. I wonder if this is an area that's going to get described to us in detail of why it's named the Lone Tree. Uh, We'll never know. Oh, wait. We'll know in just a second. (laughs) However, so 
end of this like big exposition, yeah. we get the story of Bart Dawson, the Colson brothers, Black Pepper and the gang, the old beat up airplane. <laughs> the old Hoots. We know, yeah, we know the Owl Hoots. We know Lone Tree. We know Black Pepper and the Owl Hoots, dude. That is a great hipster band. Ooh, ooh. yeah, that's good. Um, so after this whole story, the Hardys were excited by this information. Thanks for the tip, said Frank. It's tough luck you're getting shot tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's up there with like I don't like the look of them blood stains. Like, oh, tough luck, you're getting shot tonight. I hope <laughs> one day fella. I'm around someone that does get shot, so I can say this line. <laughs> that's, that's darker than anything we've said so far. It is. It would be so funny that no one would laugh at except me. Hey, I typically make the T-shirts. Yes, but you've been doing all this great graphic work. Yeah. Do you want to make a, an It's Tough Luck You're Getting Shot Tonight shirt? <laughs> the great Frank Hardy quote? Yeah, I will. Okay. Send me a text to remind me that. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. definitely do I that. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> By the way, this season, I'm going to do every other artwork with you. Oh. I'm coming back. All right, coming I'm coming in back. Hot. I like that. Doing this. Yeah. I can I can do this. Welcome back, my Thank friend. You. Yeah. Feels good already. All right, we're, the Woo! commitment. Woo! Okay, the kids are yelling too. We're all having a good time. Yeah, we're a, all having fun if here. If you can't hear it, listeners, there's a <laughs> child's birthday two yards away. So <laughs> we had somebody cutting the grass last episode. Yeah. The episodes before that, we had somebody nailing Banging holes a in a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Just batting a thousand for background noise. Babe Ruth in it, baby. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, he's coming that's back. Good. He's coming back. Huh. So one other little piece of foreshadowing that I saw here um, to support my theory of Dawson lives um, or maybe he got beat up and kidnapped or something. Uh, but he says, um, you know, while, uh, Joe says, when we're out West, we'll try to find you a clue to Dawson and you're missing gold. That's kind of you says the trapper, but I don't think there's much use. If Dawson really stole that gold, there wouldn't be much left after 25 years. Mm. And I'm thinking, Based on what we know from the cover of the book, there's a lot left. Some of the gold is left. Yeah, <laughs> there's least, no doubt about at it. At least one bag, <laughs> unless it's hunting for the hidden gold and it's just the piece of gold that's left over. Just oh, one singular. little nugget. Yeah, hunting for a gold. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they're getting a gold medal if they find anything. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, they're they're hunting for validation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From dad, <laughs> the, the gold yeah, sticker, the elusive. Yeah. This time it's a scratch and sniff, boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's it smell like? Like old Dawson's face. It's bitter. <laughs> it was like a Dawson thatch of grizzly hair. <laughs> old red and a daredevil. Oh, black pepper's red thatchy hair. Because <laughs> black pepper's gonna have red hair too, because every villain does in these. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy since, <laughs> since the world is black and white. This is one of my favorite parts. That's coming up right now. Go ahead. Take us. Uh, so I guess the boys started packing all of the Hardy's gear because they're getting ready to go on this trip, right, to go find Dad. Yeah, they got to catch a plane in the morning. Yeah, they got a, a plane to, to catch. So as they get everything set up, Lenny shows back in. He's out of breath, and he just, are you ready? The Jeep's fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes out of breath Lenny, as always. And, you know, Frank... Uh, <laughs> Frank and Joe improvise a stretcher. <laughs> it's just like 
the greatest line to leave vague. They don't tell us what they improvise it out of yep. or what it looks like, but it's these idiotic boys making a stretch. They took a, gr- a class at Groundlings. <laughs> 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 they did some work at Second City. You think you can do a stretcher? <laughs> oh, ooh, tag me in. Tag me in. I'll do stretcher. I took the carrot top uh, <laughs> props class. I know what to do here. <laughs> I just imagine it's like uh, those soup cans that you tie the strings to to talk through like walkie talkies. It's two soup cans for handles and shoelaces in between. Lucky, Luckily, <laughs> Chet had used all those cans of soup. <laughs> they were able to make one. Yeah, even in the last book, when like Tony broke his ankle or something yeah. coming down, they talked about how they like interlocked their hands to make a seat <laughs> for him and then carried him three wide like down the path. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is just, they did some character work they definitely with a stretcher. Did. There's some sort of improvised stretcher that I'm upset that we never find out what it was. That's the artwork I want. That's what I want this book to do for us. Okay. okay. Oh, wait. We get to create our own artwork. Exactly. Oh, I didn't, yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right. Let's no, see here. Good. So they start the engine. Uh, they head back down. They go to Dr. Knapp's. <laughs> uh, K-N-A-P-P. You think he's sleeping? <laughs> they woke up Dr. Knapp. <laughs> Well, boys, I got bad news for you. What is it, doctor? (laughs) (laughs) It's such a lazy joke. (laughs) I love it so much. Uh, Well, he'll have to stay off the... (laughs) (laughs) Begging to be made. You don't name someone Dr. Nap. Doctor narcolepsy. <laughs> uh, so they, they they need to hurry, but they're like, we're gonna stick around here with the doctor has to say. Uh, and so bringing politics back into focus. Yeah, we already talked about how carelessness with guns is consistent back then yeah. as it is now. And Doctor Knapp advises <laughs> he ought. To <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Doctor Knapp advises he ought to go to the hospital. And Mike spoke up. I have no money for that. I'll look after myself. So oh. even then, healthcare was a joke. Yeah, it was never a good system that like aged poorly. Yeah, it's oh, this man was shot by some. This wasn't a self-inflicted wound. He was shot, and then luckily boys found him. <laughs> get him to a doctor, and he's like, yeah, "I ain't got money to be living." <laughs> Poor guy. Put me back in the ravine. <laughs> Cover me with leaves. I'll be fine. Fill the world with that soup. Uh, but to <laughs> that hit me a second late. That's good. Uh, to my surprise and my utter delight, the boys have a plan. They're like, instead of a hospital, we know the doctor recommended a hospital. We also know that we're really wit- rich and we keep winning rewards for all these yeah. cases. But you just helped us crack a huge case. So instead of giving you any money to go to the hospital, we're going to bring you to Aunt Gertrude. Yeah, buddy. And that is exactly their plan. They say, you're going to go chill with Laura Hardy and Aunt Gert. And uh, Gertrude welcomed the woodsman warmly. Uh, And she said, you look as though you're in need of a good meal, Miss Hardy stated. She was a tall, spare woman with a tart tongue. But a warm heart. Ooh. Hmm. See, I was confused by this because I thought Gertrude said it, and then it said Miss Hardy, and then that line is followed up with, 
We'll fix something right now. Agreed the boy's slim, attractive mother. Gertrude is Gertrude Hardy. She's yeah, Fenton's she's Fenton's bro- sister, yeah. Yeah, it, it messed me up, though. I had to read that like three times. I was like, okay, yeah. so she's a tart-tongued, warm-hearted, slim, attractive mother. Yeah, a lot going on there, but it's two people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Franklin uh, was having some issues with Sheila during this sentence right here. <laughs> Good Lord. So they, uh, they're they going to take care of them while the boys go off to help Fenton Hardy. Uh, they load up their bags. I liked this. Uh, we have one hour to shower, dress, drive to the airport, and buy our tickets. And that's one thing that has aged a little differently, where now you yeah. need to buy your tickets two months ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, you need to get to the airport nine days before <laughs> yeah. your flight takes off. And now you have to wear a mask or you'll just die on the plane. Yeah. I think so. you have to get... COVID but you tested still, before you fly too, right? Probably. Yeah. Um, but if you do get COVID, there's no medical help, so that part's consistent. Just oh, like Mike God. Onslow, you're you're just up a creek. Yeah. You just leave the bullet in. Yeah. So they they get to the terminal, and they're safely on the plane. As soon as the plane is airborne, a hot breakfast was served. A classic, yeah. You gotta have the hot breakfast. Not only do you have to have the hot breakfast, you gotta talk about it. You gotta mention. <laughs> you gotta mention it. That's the important thing. We but they were, don't tell us what the breakfast consisted of. It was just a hot one. Yeah, it's a biscuits and hot gravy. Water. <laughs> it's just boiling water. What is this? A Fred Durst album? Have it. Was it uh, <laughs> hot dog hot flavored? flavored water? <laughs> that wasn't Fred Durst. That was uh, West Borland. Oh, was it really just the guitar player? Stupid play, right? masks or whatever the band was called. Like people with stupid masks. Big dumb face. Was that what they were called? I think big, it was dumb face? big dumb face. Oh yeah. yeah, something in the hot dog flavored water. Yeah, starfishes, starkiss. No, that's the thing from Dairy Queen. Yeah, I don't know now. The starkiss? Maybe. You remember starkisses? This is something we could so easily resolve. <laughs> and now, no, this yet. is why we need Brett Hoy to our right as a fact checker. See, I, I was talking to Jesse the other day. I think what makes a podcast great when I am listening to a podcast and they say something wrong, but like they're brainstorming. They're like, no, it's not Bill and Ted's. Is it they're like their their crazy journey? Yeah, yeah. Bill, Bill and Bill and <laughs> Bill and Ted's fun time fun time trip. I think past times with Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there as a listener, like bogus journey. <laughs> the second one is bogus journey. Like that's enjoyable. So I imagine that when we do things like that, I don't know who's gonna know this big dumb face album. <laughs> who's gonna no? I'll tell you, Ness, Keep these, and he doesn't feel that way about this sort of thing. He gets angered by it. I was angered by it too. Yeah. But I'm hooked into it at that point. Okay, I, I, don't, I, see what I don't you're turn it now. off because yeah. of my anger. Yeah. I then listen because I know I'm better than that. <laughs> there but, is nothing better than a hate listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which I have to imagine most of our listeners are. <laughs> yeah. And by most, I mean Keith. Uh, hot breakfast. Boys napped for a little a uh, couple of hours. Then they woke up. Joe took out a map. Uh, shows the area around the, around the claim, he remarked, but not how to get there from Lucky Load. Mm. Seems like that'll be <laughs> a question they should have asked before they left. Uh, yeah. You just <laughs> you drew an X in the middle of a blank <laughs> sheet of paper. It's right there. You can't miss that's, it. That's that one hour planning, though. <laughs> that's that's what you get. What's it? What's it near? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> that's, that's why it's the only thing on the paper. Is the lone tree? <laughs> There's that tree. See, here's an X. Here's the tree. Just gotta find the tree. There's no scale on this. Right. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> why does that? Why do I feel like Rob Schneider is playing that character? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Don't get vaccinated. <laughs> uh, 
so they stop at O'Hare. Yeah, which they that was awesome. They check the airline ticket counter, and they say the uh, the plane to butt is going to be three hours late. That sounds like classic O'Hare. <laughs> Not much has changed yeah. <laughs> in 70 years, whenever they did the rewrite. Take that, O'Hare. Yeah. Boom. Boom. That's a Hardy and Sons burn. I waited three hours for my plane at O'Hare. <laughs> oh. Now a bunch of children are going to know to hate you. O'Hare was my last uh, pandemic airport. No, I'm I flew, sorry. I threw, flew through Chicago. Yeah, it sucks. Um, and there was no sanitation, no like sanitizing stations or anything yeah. like that. There had been like confirmed cases having gone through the airport at that point already. It's good time. No hair. Good time. Yeah, love Chicago. <laughs> uh, you don't love Taco Bell. To <laughs> a quiet voice behind them asked, "Are you the Hardy Boys?" <laughs> the brothers turned to face the speaker, a well-dressed man in dark clothes. Yes, we are, Frank replied. I'm not here to tell the Hardys how to live their lives. Yeah. I am. <laughs> that is the point of this podcast. Yeah. But for as much skepticism as they, like a letter from their dad, they only read if it has a secret mark on it. Yeah. But anyone who's like, here's a phone call. <laughs> like, well, I guess we'll get on a plane. <laughs> A phone call from somebody who sounds like somebody that dad mentioned he might be staying with <laughs> said we need to come there now, and then he hung up. <laughs> Good with me. I hope the end of this series ends with just one elaborate prank their dad has been playing on them. Then this is why you shouldn't trust strangers. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you always leave a note. Uh, yes, we are. My name is Hopkins. Nice. The stranger said. I imagine that he hops right as he does that, like, <laughs> like it's a nickname. Hoppity hop! You, <laughs> you may recognize me as Hopkins, but my friends but call me Hoppy. <laughs> <laughs> Just always a subtle two-footed hop. <laughs> it's me, Hopkins. And no one questions it. it just, it's accepted. It's one of those things. Yeah, and that's when you know it's him. Yeah. <laughs> uh I had word from your father that I am to give you some important reports. Unfortunately, I didn't have time to stop by my office to get them, so I'll have to ask you to come there with me. Ooh. Instantly, the boys agreed and said, let's <laughs> do it. He said, yeah. dad. Well, now he describes it as, uh, what's he say? I'm glad to see you're cautious, but I assure you, this is on the level. <laughs> That's it's like, oh, it's on the level. And well, we, you didn't tell us it was on the level. The further detail, your father called me this morning. <laughs> now, I would imagine if the the information that they had was like six hours prior. Yeah. Dad couldn't make the call. They had Hank Shale make the call. Yep. And then they think, oh, well, now dad's at a phone four hours later from the middle of the night to early morning flight. Yeah. Um, but they don't put that together. They just say, hey. Classic boys. He did say on the level, didn't he? <laughs> he? He did have an honest look to his face, right? He was Caucasian, right? Not red he hair. He did wink when he said, trust me, right? <laughs> and he's had that toothpick in his mouth the whole time, right? <laughs> he's still hopping. He never stopped hopping. <laughs> look at his calf definition. Unbelievable. He's got like kangaroo legs. The boys realized that they did not know all Mr. Hardy's associates. It was possible 
the man was telling the truth. Both Frank and Joe reasoned that Hank Shale could have mentioned Mr. Hopkins over the telephone, but they had missed it because the connection had been so bad. All right, so they're probably just going to ask this guy some kind of brain buster to see if he really knows Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. You could ask him anything. You could ask anything about Fenton Hardy to identify him. Okay, I think I got one. Frank throws out. Whom is Dad staying with? And I wish Mr. Hopkins would have been like, you mean who? (laughs) Don't say whom. (laughs) Hank Shale, Mr. Hopkins replied promptly. Then he added seriously, the reports are very important, boys. Frank and Joe knew they would have to risk accompanying him. By the way, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing nothing is You're going to cha- miss your flight, too. Yeah, you're going to miss your flight. Yeah. Also, what hasn't changed from the 1960s to now is teenagers should not get in a car with a stranger regardless of if they say I talked to your dad. Yeah. Like that's number one stranger danger. Yeah. That's what they always start off with. Either, yeah. hey, kids, you want some candy? Or, hey, I just got a call from your parents. Hey, you want some candy and a report? Didn't they do that Ooh. in Dennis the Menace with Christopher Lloyd? Your parents. He says something about your parents. Scares a little kid? I, I'm, I'm lost. I'm sorry. I'm lost, too. But I'm, I think it was that movie. Okay. I'll have to rewatch it. It's been a while. Okay. I figured I'd set it up. You'd knock it out. But, yeah, not Dennis the Menace, man. All right. Frank said, let's go. So my car and chauffeur are right outside, Ooh. Mr. Hopkins told them with a small hop, <laughs> walking toward the door. Hippity hopping, hippity hopping, Hopkins on his way. The brothers followed him to a large black sedan parked at the curb. The chauffeur leaned back and opened the rear door. The boys climbed in. Mr. Hopkins seated himself in front. Suddenly, as the driver started the motor, both rear doors opened and two big, tough-looking men slid in, one on each side of the Hardys. Who would have guessed it? Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Instantly, Frank and Joe realized this was a trap. (laughs) It's not that impressive to say instantly at this point. Yeah, (laughs) It's a trap! (laughs) It's more like slowly after being coaxed into a stranger's car with vague promises of an important report, (laughs) it dawned on the brothers that this might not have been the right move. Joe reached across the dashboard in a desperate effort to switch off the engine, which would have solved everything. (laughs) I didn't... Why would he do that? Like, what was the point? Like, so they can't drive away or... I would imagine, like, if he got, like... Big climactic music, like it's this huge action thing. He turns off the engine, and then it just stops. And they're all sort of looking at him, and they they just, just punch him like... once, and then start the engine again and look at him as they drive off. Unless this was a mobster movie, and he turned off the engine and the car blows. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's been invincible. Rigged. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Boris. Yeah. The uh, the two thugs You're pushed him head. back roughly. None of that. One snarled as the car shot away from the curb. From here on, you kids will take orders from us. Don't argue, or we'll shut you up in a way you won't like. What a threat. Boom. (laughs) 
Boom. You ain't gonna like what I'm gonna do to you, That's boy. That's good stuff. Yeah, definitely good stuff. That's a cliffhanger. Already not going at all the way I imagined this book to go. No. Not not even the tiniest little bit. No, not From at all. The weird distraction of like because they would have taken the phone call. Yeah. And got on the plane and just gone. Yeah. But then they added in this part about finding a wounded guy <laughs> who was able to give them a map with no context. Yeah. Shot by the careless hunters who will have nothing to do with this story. In I the was edge. really expecting them to pan out, too. Yeah. No, and just introduce. I, I, I was sort of holding my breath like, oh, it's going to turn out that they're sinister. Like these were guys planted there all along hunting yeah. the Hardy Boys. And One had a shock of red hair that we didn't know about. Yeah. He was underneath yeah. his woolen cap, so we wouldn't have seen it. <laughs> Uh, but instead, it really is looking like nope. They were Just they were start written in as careless hunters because somebody needed to get shot and somebody yep. needed to get almost shot. <laughs> but uh, to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear Mel, happy birthday to you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we made it. We made it. They made it to the birthday song <laughs> before we were done with the episode. <laughs> I know how to pick them. This is no, you do. studio recording, high quality. See, the, the sad thing is, we've been listening to this screaming birthday party <laughs> behind no us, gonna hear and no one, there's going to be no evidence of it at all in the episode again, and all yeah. of a sudden, we're we just, just singing happy birthday, <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be that. Yeah, which is great, which is awesome. I'd rather have it that way. Yeah. It's nice. Feels you can good. break Feels into her right. psyche and watch us slowly lose our minds <laughs> while the audience it's reaps all the slowly. benefits. <laughs> oh, that's good. Wedding singer. I'm yeah, there. classic I'm wedding there. singer. Yeah, I know you're there. <sighs> so, yeah, not going at all the way I expected. I expected them to make it to the hunting gold place. But oh, yeah. I'm sure they will. But first they have to be kidnapped because it's a hearty voice. You book. know they're getting kidnapped. Someone's getting kidnapped. Yeah. By wolves. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. the second kidnapping. Yeah, there, there is a kidnapping. We book. know that. So one kidnapping by tough-looking guys in a car. Yep. Or do we find out that underneath- They're actually wolves. Yeah. They take off the woolen caps. It's like animorphs. The wolven caps. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Stuck the landing. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'll give it to you. That's good. Wolven caps, baby. Well, I'm very excited to find out if they ever make it to Lone Tree when we get- to chapter three. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 <laughs>